You're listening to the Brown Trout and Bridge Beers Podcast. Another episode of Brown Trout and Bridge Beers. Uh, we're still in Zoom land because, you know, COVID. But uh, we have two guests here today. We've got one, uh, Mr. Jake, who has been with us on the podcast before. And we've got a new guy here, Mr. Mike. But I'll let you guys introduce yourselves. Why don't uh, Jake, yeah. why don't you start? Yeah, thanks, Grant. Yeah, I'm Jake Keeler. Um, I've been on the, the podcast once before, uh, probably to listeners best known as an artist, you know, making artwork in the fly fishing community, but obviously avid uh, fly angler. Um, yeah, that, that's me in a nutshell. I'm sure we'll talk more about it, but uh, that's, that's me, basically. Mike, how are you? Yeah, my name is Mike Tinas. Uh, this is my first podcast ever, Grant. Hey, congratulations. <laughs> yeah, it's a virgin podcast, so I'm hyped. <laughs> but uh, yeah, a filmmaker in central Minnesota and uh, grew up, went to high school with Jake. And it's really cool to kind of come back and circle circle back over 30 years later and go to some of the same, same zones we went to back then. Awesome. Well, I, I feel like it's a little bit fitting because you were the first person to ever interview on me, interview me on camera. So now I just get to interview you on a podcast. So I think awesome. we've, we've come full circle and however many years ago that was. Was that Bob Mitchell's Montana? Yeah. The uh, trout tastic journey or yeah, I think, whatever man. it was labeled. That was, I remember it well. Was definitely. <laughs> I remember some of it. Well, there's some of it that might've been a little fuzzy, but that was definitely a, a pretty epic trip. Um, for sure. Good times. Um, but no, I've, I've been seeing, uh, some smatterings across social media about, uh, something called water Sabbath. And then yeah. I noticed that Jake's name and Mike's name is attached to it. Um, <laughs> so I became very curious, uh, you know, it's been kind of this like trickle little breadcrumb thing that we've all been following around along with who wants to kind of dive in and let us know what the project is and what can we look forward to? I get, I I'll start it. And then I'm sure I'm going to miss, I, I almost always do. And then Mike is like, here's what it actually is. Um, <laughs> like, I guess I'll back up and yeah. Like, as Mike mentioned, we went to school together, like elementary school, high school. Um, and, and then, you know, we've kind of stayed in touch afterwards uh, through different communities. And then especially when, when Mike started working with, with Bobby at the shop doing some video work, then we really started to reconnect pretty strongly, obviously. And so, um, we've done a couple of video things in the past actually. And, um, we're always kind of like thinking, you know, it'd be cool to work, keep, continue to work together, collaborate. And then Mike, what was it like three, three and a half years ago, I think you came and you're like, Hey, I want to, create uh some kind of vehicle me you maybe a couple other people to like drive sort of a creative process just like a passion project right 
like kind of create a space or an idea that allows for like a filmmaker, an artist, a photographer, whoever, a puppet maker to like take a concept and use it as a way to like drive new work. Right. So like for both of us, I think, and, and so we were both like, yeah, hell yeah, this sounds perfect. Cause I think we were both getting in a rut with like, not just our day jobs, but like just our creative outputs and just thinking mm-hmm. this would help, you know, shake things up. And, and then we, we kind of had some meetings over it and like met a couple of times and we were getting this concept put together. And then that's where Mike came up with the name water Sabbath. And instantly I was like, fuck yes, dude, like this is perfect. And, yep. and we started building this idea around fishing, the outdoors, water, um, nature just in general as a way to explore different ideas, okay. kind of using them as different lenses to tell different stories. So not wouldn't always have to be about fishing. It wouldn't always have to be about a river. It could be something else. Right. But it always kind of came back to this idea and then COVID hit and we kind of just, you know, everybody kind of retreated into their lives and like, we kind of just, we put the idea on hold a little bit. And then Mike circled back around when things were getting a little more like chill, probably like a year ago, Mike, would you say? Yeah. I won't say it was last winter, but somewhere in there. Yeah. I think that's when I started seeing the content. I think when he started posting some of those like shorter videos and Instagram stories and stuff like that, that started coming out. I think that is it that first one where it's just like water trickling over ice, like formed ice and stuff or something like that. Yeah, totally. That was January for sure. Next time I'm having a stressful day, I feel like I'm just going to pop that on and put it on loop (laughs) and just watch that, you know, as I wait for winter trout fishing. (laughs) And then then it, it was like, like it was like, dude, let's do an art and film project. Like we got much more and let's just, just you and me, let's get it. Like, I think Mike had much more of a vision at that point. Like this is kind of what he, his kind of like idea. And I was like, Oh dude, this is perfect. Um, and so that really, then we started to really get serious about what is this idea? What does the name mean? What are we trying to achieve? What is, what is going to be the output, you know? And from there, it just became like, yeah, it's going to be a film, like a documentary style film. Um, we knew that. So we started putting the bones together with what that was going to be like, how do we progress through the story? What story do we want to tell? Uh, and then pretty quickly we're like, there should be an art component to this. And I guess this gets into really what it is now is, and Mike, you're, you're so much better at explaining this than me. Um, but it, it's basically like we kind of want to make the film about the um, the process of creating, you know, and mm-hmm. and using that process as a way to we say rest from labor is kind of a tag we've used, and and really like you know it's it's really and almost you could think of it it's like it's like the a, a grind that you want to do right. So whether right. it's making or it's fly fishing or it's woodworking or restoring old cars or whatever that thing is that you actually have passion for. Yeah. That's really what the, the, the big overarching theme is about. That's what water Sabbath is all about. It's not, you know, so it's like we spend 40, 50, 60 hours a week making, you know, our paycheck and, you know, doing all the things we do. And, and we were just like, dude, you know, but really 
you grind away at that stuff. But in the end of the day, that's not the stuff you actually care about. Mm-hmm. You know, it's these passion projects, it's these things. And, and so we kind of want to tap into that idea and we thought, okay, we'll start with me as the subject matter, you know? Okay. So that's my thing. I am an artist. I'm a flying glue. That's what I live to do. It's not what I do for a living. Right. You no, know, it's not what I do 40, 50, 60 hours a week, but it's what I really actually care about. It's what I really think about. And so that was really then the vehicle for, or the story we were telling through this particular film. Is that about right, Mike? <laughs> yeah, too, for, for real. Like, uh, from my point of view, when we first, or when I first started working with Bob Mitchells and Robert and Rhea doing little episodes, like it definitely let me, or and go on the trip with you guys, Grant, to Montana, skateboarding and snowboarding and me going on trips back day where like, unreal how just similar that was <clears throat> and with skateboarding snowboarding or fishing trips it was all just a cool little getaway we can turn turn stuff off and then <clears throat> as i got into filmmaking full-time like i was doing a bunch of commercial and wedding shoots um but i used to make snowboard videos just a little fun passion projects after work i really missed that and just like creative creative things working with creative people so that's when me and Jake kind of got talking and, you know, as I like started to look at fly fish films and stuff, I thought it was like amazing footage and that kind of stuff, but really stale on like the stories and like, yep. like once I saw one, I saw all the rest of the ones I like watched. And uh, so um, when me and Jake originally started talking, we were talking about maybe starting a brand at first and we had our friend Kyle and then we're we kind of, we were like, but, you know, there's too many of that in like disposable fashion. Mm-hmm. I don't want to do something more meaningful. So then I got into like, well, let's make, let's make a film. And this was before COVID and we were going to incorporate a bunch of different artists, like, yeah, Jake right. and, um, you know, like people from all walks of life, whether it's skateboarding, fly fishing, um, and then also like capture the thing they do besides, um, you know, like, like for Jake, besides fly fishing, we wanted to just or capture him as an artist and that kind of stuff too. And the correlation between the two, like art and whether it's fly fishing or skateboarding or whatever, it's just like a getaway to turn things off and to create. Um, yep. so yeah, that was just like the back end of it. And then um, just like I did one with uh, snowboard video, just wrote down in a little field notes, just like some ideas. And then me and Jake just got rapping about it and we made a plan and then it changed throughout the season, like all plans do. And yeah, and it came together just incredible this year and yeah. just all the the stuff and even go, especially for me going back to these old waters that we were like, went to like 30 or 30 years ago. Yeah. Cause they're like just the same as they were back then. <laughs> and we didn't even appreciate it really back then. And we were just yep. tripping. And we're like, oh my God. <laughs> yeah, we, that was like one of the coolest thing. I mean, and we wanted to kind of like, it's basically the film is broken up into like three chapters and an intro. And the middle chapter really focuses on like that central Minnesota river water that he and I grew up on and used to fish when we were kids. And dude, it was like, like a lot of people had like a great season on those rivers you know, especially like late May, June and into yeah. July. It was insane. I mean, just insane days on the water. 
where we just couldn't wipe the smiles off of our faces. And so it was, it was crazy to have like, have these like shared fishing experiences, but really like, we were just like, dude, this is so dope. We used to do this as kids. And like, now we're back here 30 years later making a film. How fucking crazy is that? Like, you know, kind of like, like a homecoming to your like home waters from, from when you guys were just started getting out fishing together. Yeah. Well, and, and the whole point of that, that section was to capture like this concept of like appreciating your backyard. Right. Yep. Like finding the simple joys and things like find like, you go out your back right yard right now and find like a toad or a mushroom. It's cool. It's rad. It's like, you don't need to go to like Alaska or like, you know, and, and to, to Mike's point, and I'm sure we'll be weaving in and out of this throughout this discussion. We were just, I was so sick of seeing films of like, here's this epic trip to some Island that you have to take five flights in a yacht. And like, yes. it's like, dude, no one's ever going to do that. In fact, I don't even know if I want to do that. Right. And it's just, it's so detached from reality. Right. Mm -hmm. And I was just getting, now granted, like whether it would be like snowboarding or fly fishing, like you need those types of like aspirational, holy crap. Like, isn't that cool to get kind of stoked every now and then? Right. Well, that becomes like the reoccurring theme and you're just like, I just, I was kind of like, I'm not really cool with this whole depiction in fly fishing this is not what fly fishing should be. Fly right. fishing should be, you pick up a little like crappy little rod starter rod and go fish bluegills at your local lake yes. and get stoked on it. That, yep. you know, the fact we're making this way to like, yeah, it just, you know, like, and, and we're killing the experience, you know, if that's what it has to be like, Whoa, that's, that's, we're not cool with that. So we are like, well then, so that was kind of one of the things you'll, when, when we do release the film, you'll notice that pretty sure. Yeah. There's never a time where I'm in a boat. I mean, I'm walking and waiting a hundred percent of the time, all the water we're fishing is publicly accessible. That's awesome. Right. Like anybody could fish it. Right. You just gotta go find it. And I'm not going to tell paying, you. It you're not paying a rod fee to, <laughs> to go grab it. <laughs> no, you know, and it, it, nothing was ever more than a, what, a five hour drive away from here. That's awesome. I think the North shore stuff maybe is five hours. Yeah. Mm -hmm. Push it a little bit. Yeah. So question, I, I want to back up a little bit. What does fishing look like with Mike and Jake 30 years ago? <laughs> wow. <laughs> I, I've always been a diehard fisherman. Like my dad got me into it long or early on. And I grew up on a lake called Bass Lake. So I'm like, I, I've always been a bass fisherman. I love is it full of trout? What's that? <laughs> Is it full of trout? Not full of trout, man. I always like, I think if I grew up out West, I would like a Bobby or something. I would be all about it. But I grew up in Minnesota. And as soon as I caught like my first five pound bass, I was a bass fisherman. I was like, yeah. <laughs> <laughs> it's but, funny. Like, we were, we were debating this the other day. I was like, oh, you know, you could like get technical with a spinning rod. And you were just like, Pfft spinning rods hey casters only <laughs> yeah he's, 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 <laughs> i got schooled on it man he was like no this is why you wouldn't want to do it. i was like oh man i've been out of that game for so long but he, that was cool i was like totally learning something so yeah it should be noted that mike bless his heart you know there were times where i'm sure he much would have rather had his bait caster in hand rather than the camera <laughs> 
Then why are you missing all these bass? I could have hit all these spots way better. Uh, well, yeah, there were times where I was like, man, I wish I had your gear. Cause like, I cannot get down deep enough. Yep. And that's where they are. No, yeah. every rod has an application for sure. You know, and, uh, whether it's a fly reel or a bait caster or whatever, it's all, it's all just fishing and it's just a tool. Um, but I think like when we were kids, we never fished together, but we fished a lot of the same water. Okay. For sure. Yeah. But I don't like, think I ever fished with Jake back then. Just no. our room friends. Yep. And, uh, but it was a ri- I love rivers. I mean, cause like in St. Cloud, the Mississippi's right there, the sock river, a bunch of rivers nearby they're all pretty accessible publicly, you know? Yeah. Um, there's a ton of lakes around there too. See, I grew up doing both. I know Mike, you grew up doing both, Mm -hmm. but the river was always this place. Like to me, at least as a kid, I didn't need my dad's boat. It didn't need to, like, you could just, I could just get on my bike, grab a rod and go down, you know, bike three miles and get to the Mississippi and just fish. But smallmouth were always, you know, a thing cause on the Mississippi, what was your, uh, what was your go-to setup back then? Like as a kid, you know, uh, yeah. rod on your handlebars, like what were, <laughs> what were you using then to go target smallies on the, uh, Mississippi? Uh, I think for me, it was like a white Mr. Twister on like a chartreuse jig head. And then if, you know, if I could get swing by the bait store, either pick up some, <laughs> Um, fathead minnows or uh, leeches. Never worms, because like in the river, if you put a worm on, you just you know you, you get it gets eaten off right away. Okay, you want to go with a leech or, or a minnow, because then it's like you're either going to get a bass or a walleye. So yeah, Mike, how about you sitting on your? I'm assuming BMX bike, maybe like a GT yeah, I- or something, like rolling up to the bank with your baitcaster. Red line had a red line. Ooh, all right, <laughs> racer. Um, but yeah, I grew up on the Sock River, so the Sock River kind of leads into the Mississippi. And uh, I moved there when I was like in second grade, so well, I was just a river rat in the summertime, just go down with like my slingshot, my in my uh, my fishing rod. And remember, I got a fly rod back then, but it's really skinny water, and I was getting really frustrated with like back casting. Yeah, with all the trees and stuff. And I think a lot of my river stuff, like I had total different setup than I did for the lake. I had it's like a five and a half foot rod or something. So I could like get all ninja style. <laughs> but, um, like I got into it right away. Like um, I really got hooked on like fishing top waters. Like as soon as you get a smolly on the top is like, it's, it's nuts. And I would never really fish the river until the lakes got shitty anyway, like go there like in the or the midsummer when it's lower. And yeah, it's the same now. If you go out to the top water or something, it's so fun. Even if you catch a little bit less, that's like nothing beats that. Yeah. What's yeah. the uh go-to baitcaster rig for top water? What's the go-to? Um for me, I fish like a little bit bigger rods. I fish like eight foot rods and stuff like that. And um no, no go to, um, per se, it's like, whatever's, whatever's working. <laughs> <laughs> what was the, what was the slingshot for? Were you like snapping frogs and throw them onto hooks or <laughs> no, like I had a wrist rocket, like, 
you know, when you're a kid, you just kind of shot whatever, like was moving. Or I did anyway. Like I was kind of a renegade and, uh, <laughs> um, yeah, just chipmunks or whatever you see. It was not that cool. I killed some not cool things. <laughs> <laughs> not things yeah, I would kill river. today. <laughs> it's my river. I hope the DNR is not listening right now. They won't come back to you. That's all right. I think there's a statute of limitations on yeah, probably on, chi- on chipmunks. Yeah, I hope so. So if you guys, you guys did like our school together and stuff growing up and then, um, you know, what was, when did you guys get together and actually the fishing relationship started? Mm, probably we did. It was, it was something related to, we did an episode for him when Bobby was doing those Bob Mitchell episodes yep. way back. We did one about my artwork and that we kind of did it and it coincided with the release of, uh, when I worked at the fly fish journal, I had the the feature in there. Oh, that's right. They, yeah. Cause they were kind of like, Hey, do you have any video, uh, you know, of your stuff or you that we could release with this online? I said, not yet, but then I worked with Mike and they're like, Hey, can we put something together and it'll coincide with the release of the magazine. So we started working together and, and I knew, I knew about what Mike was doing and making all the snowboard. It should, should be noted. He obviously he's made what 15 snowboard films, 15. Yeah. Little side projects. <laughs> yeah. That's a lot of side projects, Mike. Mm-hmm. Yeah, no, for sure. And especially I was running retail. So, um, that's a full-time job in itself. So like doing videos back then was like me coordinating it, shooting on the weekends when I could and editing after midnight. And, uh, yeah, it was, um, but it was like super fun. There was a really cool way to like do something different than I was doing at work and that kind of stuff and just work with creative filmmakers. And I love producing and Together, um, and um, like you always do work better as a team I feel like and if you get the right team together you can really make something cool yeah absolutely oh sorry um, my, my cat was bugging me here <laughs> <laughs> oh potato potato is getting frisky on my foot <laughs> <laughs> that that is a that is a great name speaking of great names uh, Mike where did where did water Sabbath come from um kind of just when we started talking about it the project like um wanted to do something like outdoor based both me and jake have a passion for water related things and the feelings is it brings just going out fishing with a friend or something or even if you're not fishing it's like me filming it it's just like a really rest from labor it's just really relaxing like thing and uh something that I feel like everyone should get into not per se like fly fishing or whatever, but just like a little side passion, a little passion project, whatever it is. It's kind of, kind of what I thought about it. Yeah. Everybody needs something that they can just shut their brain off for a little bit and forget mm-hmm. about everything. And I think that's mm-hmm. a good thing about fishing is, you know, you have, if you're going to do it halfway decent, you have to be concentrated in, you know, right now, not, you know, what you did last night or what you got to do when you get home. It's, you gotta be, you gotta be focused on, on what you're doing. Yes. It's it's nice not to worry about that, you know, 8am work meeting tomorrow or (laughs) that report that you got to get done by the end of the day or something like that. And you're just, 
you know, that's why I like getting out just even outside and I can shut those notifications off on your phone that have anything to do with work. But like, yeah, there's an out of office reply. <laughs> you will hear from me on the date that I said, I'll be back. Yeah. It's one of my favorite things about just cutting off. That was, yeah, it was kind of the original was like, we had both been talking about just being burned out at like job, job, you know, like, and what I mean by that is like, the stuff that you do that you need to do and you can enjoy it. Like, it's not that I don't enjoy my job or Mike doesn't enjoy his job, but like, it's not like if I was given, you know, funds where I didn't have to work and, and this country had universal healthcare, then I'd be a full-time artist. I'd be making art and fly fishing all the time, you know, and just putting all my energy into it. So we really just wanted to explore that idea that, this thing can be simultaneously restful and a break from the, you know, the trappings of, 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 you know, trying to have a life, but at the same time, like you can put just as much energy into it, right. You can obsess about it just as much. And that's really what it's interesting because it was really about like this rest from labor, but what it kind of morphed into was like, Oh shit, this is really about the, the obsession of those things. Right. Mm -hmm. So you, you like, I don't know you guys get it because it's why you mm -hmm. do this podcast, right? Like mm -hmm. you're thinking about it. You want to do something. You're thinking about where am I going to go fishing this weekend? You were thinking about that when you were chasing muskies last weekend, Yep. you know, but Matt, to your point, you're in the moment and you're like, this is what I'm doing. This is yep. what's, there's nothing more important than what's right in front of me right now. And that's crazy. Cause when you can find something that you can be that focused and passionate about like musky fishing is a great example where it's just like, I am not going to catch a fish today. If I catch a fish, I'll be very lucky, <laughs> but I'm going to do it. I'm going to enjoy it. Nonetheless. Right. So, but can you imagine going to work and putting in that same level of concentration to get absolutely nothing out of it? No. Like you put in a 40 weeks and they said, yeah, we're just not going to pay you. Yeah. It yeah. wasn't good enough. Like no way, no way but we're totally willing to do it to go after musky. Right. Yeah. yeah. <laughs> or whatever, you know? or, you know, the 20 plus inch brown trout in the Midwest, that kind of stuff. Yeah. Like you might, you might find one. And what I found, I've got a couple of friends. I, we always talk about the fun ticket reservoir mm. and work does not fill. Well, my Monday through Friday does not fill my fun ticket reservoir, but <laughs> pounding my head against the wall, chasing fish that don't exist fills my fun ticket reservoir to make it through the rest of the week. Right. Mm -hmm. um, you always have to have fun tickets. And if you don't find something outside of work, it's going to be slim pickings. Yeah. 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 The, the people that just go to work and then they go home and they eat dinner and then plop down in front of the TV night after night. And then, you know, all weekend they might, you know, go grab McDonald's one day and then, you know, just, like, I don't know how that's in existence. I, you know, I, if you don't have anything that you do that you, you really like to do, what's really the point of doing it every day? <laughs> I know. You it know? sounds super big. It, it does sound bad. really big. <laughs> I mean, if I woke up every day and just like went to my job and then came home and made dinner and, you know, sat in front of the TV and, you know, I'm not saying those days never happen, you know, but right. if if every day was like that, it's just like, and we all know people that that's what they do. It's like, where, how do you yeah. wake up in the morning? Well, I think, you know, that I think it's a Disney or Pixar movie, Wally. -E. 
You guys seen that? I mean, they've pretty much predicted the future of a bunch of us slobby people in these like self-moving recliners (laughs) eating food by a you know, I think a pool and like somebody serving them food and then little vacuums following them around. Mm -hmm. Like that's what it could get to. And that's what reminds me of like that and like idiocracy, right? Yeah, yeah. Like that whole like vicious circle of just like work playing video games video games are different because that's like turned into a professional sport now i guess but yeah. like just like yeah, if you have a twitch account TV. you can make lots of money my kids tell me yeah, every day exactly <laughs> you know youtube of watching youtube of watching somebody else play a video well, game. and what it is too is like one of the, the ideas we explore in the film is like you know these pursuits for me fly fishing and, and art making can be a total grind it can be like Banging, like you said, banging your head against the wall, but I never look at it that way. I get frustrated. Yep. Mm-hmm. I get, because I care about it and I'm passionate about it, but that engagement fuels a lot of other positivities in my life. Mm-hmm. Like when I'm feeling good about my art, I'm flying, feeling good about flying lean. I'm also feeling better as a husband. I'm feeling right. better as a father. I'm feeling better as an employee. I'm more present, you know, cause like my energy is high. My vibes are high. I'm focusing on positive things in my life. I'm not focusing on the negative things, but Matt, to your point, when you get into that vicious circle of like, you're just going to work and then you just, you're scrolling through social media and then you're just watching reality TV and you're just like, it's this vicious cycle, man. And you got going through the motions. Yeah. Going mm-hmm. through the motions. Exactly. You're not, I think I have a line in there in the narration, Mike, where I'm like, I'm like, this keeps me focused on living and not having a life, you know, mm-hmm. I'm not worried about having a life. I'm not worried that some living up to some prescribed, Oh, you got to do this and this and this, and this is what you do on the weekend. And, and I'm like, no, dude, I'm busy living. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Cause I have these things that I feel like I'm compelled to do. Right. I got to draw. I got to go out and fish. I, I don't know why, but I just, I need to do it. And when I do it, I'm happy. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Yeah. I, I, I feel that. I know. Uh, my wife can also agree with that. Cause she's like, you're getting kind of edgy or getting kind of cranky and, uh, you need to, you should probably go fishing, you know, <laughs> yeah. like when my life hits that point, like it's, it's time to go out and go fishing because that's the one thing that'll snap me out of what other kind of weird funk I might be in. And totally. it can be bass fishing. It can be ice fishing. It can be trout fishing. It's just, and usually I don't catch anything anyways. You can ask Matt, but I can just <laughs> go out there and just, just being outside and even like just hanging with buddies and doing some fishing like that's, that's what I need, you know? Yeah. And that from what it sounds like is going to come through a lot in this film that you guys are going to be coming out with. Yeah. Um. So just because it's a fishing podcast, what kind of fishing can we look forward to seeing uh, in the, in the film and what's the, name is there actual name of the film or is it just you know water sabbath it's just water sabbath so okay. water sabbath the name it's kind of like our self-titled album perfect <laughs> for the first one um yeah in terms of fishing it's like three different locations uh, i have no problem giving away where they are because you'll figure it out when you see it uh the first one's the brule that's the first chapter um and yeah, anybody that's been there will know. And there's, there's plenty of little clues in there. Um, then there's, uh, 
central Minnesota, mostly the Mississippi river, okay. but kind of that area for small, just strictly smallmouth. And then the last one is kind of up North shore, way up past Grand Marais. Okay. Just like really beautiful water that I'd never fished before. Awesome. Um, so it kind of went from like place I'm really familiar with. And I just like probably my favorite place to fish the Brule. Then like a place I know, like the back of my hand, home waters, like that I grew up in. And then a place where I had no idea, like fishing a river and lakes that I've never even seen before, let alone, you know, fish before. So, um, and then, so it's, it's all over the place, like steelhead, smallmouth, splake. Awesome. Um, Northern, you know, I'm trying to think there's a few others in there too, but, um, I, one thing, I will say, um, we, we were very conscious not to do any grip and grins. So there's, there's not a single grip and grin through the whole film. Uh, we tried to really showcase like proper fish handling, you know, so like they're, it's different that way. Like what Mike said, like there are some things about this film that are, we very deliberately tried to do, like, we're not going to do the stuff that you see in other films partially just because like we just feel like the format's pretty tired and right. starting to just become the same old stuff over and over. And because we just wanted to see a different type of film. So we just went and made it and then partially to drive some ideas home, you know, about yeah. conservation and just like stuff that we're just like, man, you know, there's enough of this fucking Instagram grim for grim bro shit out there. We don't need to yeah. add to that. That's not us. That's not who we are. I don't know, Mike, if you had anything to add to that. No, agree. Agreed. That that was an aesthetic that I really wanted. Like both me and Jake were just saying how like we feel that's just so played and not something we want to even hype up. But the experience, the of the of the trip or the catch or whatever, we want to capture that excitement, but then it leaves like mystery, like, oh my God, was that a 20-inch smallie? Or is that a freaking or you know, or whatever? Yeah, I like um, that. So they didn't catch anything over like 10 inches the whole trip. That's why, that's why nobody saw any fish. You just saw the yeah, clip of the tail. There's nothing worth gripping and grinning about. <laughs> no, and it, it's cool how we did it though too. Cause when I shoot far lens, like of the net or whatever, like these smallmouth that were 20 inches, they look huge. Like they're yeah. fully wrapping the net and it's just not the perspective that you normally see. Like, I filmed this like from float tube or from a, you know, like it's not filming it from a boat gives a whole different perspective because the boat perspective, in my opinion, is pretty played too. You see all the, the we've all seen all the, those GoPro footage or whatever. Like we didn't want that at all. And just to have that, like Jake said, that, that aesthetic and not the, the fish don't even come out of the water, which is really dope. That's pretty great. 20 minute movie. And that's, full of like action and art <laughs> yeah yeah you can tell when 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 you see it you'll know it was filmed by a guy that's made snowboard films <laughs> looking forward to that there's yeah. a lot of shots where i think in normal fly fishing like it's just super in close and it's like the compositions are all fucking whack whereas mike brings a much more aesthetic eye like I'm framing the fishermen against these trees, against the line, against, you know what I mean? Like, yeah, it looks like this scene. You're like, Oh my God, but we don't need a big mountain in the background. No, 
You know what I mean? The Midwest like, is beautiful. If, if it, there's it, no it helicopters used, I don't want to. Yeah. <laughs> you said snowboard drones. video and there's got to be, there's got to be a helicopter. Yeah, is there exactly. pyrotechnics somewhere involved in the film? <laughs> is this the Tropic Thunder of Fishing? Yeah. <laughs> um, a question though, like on the filming, Mike, it, yeah. were you the single film guy or do you guys have kind of a crew that you use for the film? No, I made it a point to try to film the whole thing. I filmed some B-roll with this guy named Steve Fines, who I shoot some aerial photography with for some work projects. And okay. we just went out for fun and got some like river scenics and um, that kind of stuff. Just like the shots that just get you, get you psyched with, yeah. you don't need to see fishing. You see that steam coming off the river. You're like, let's go. <laughs> so we have a lot of that, a lot of B-roll, but, um, other than that, I shot the whole thing and I just planned throughout the whole year. Um, last year I made a project for, um, big bass dreams and I filmed it last fall in a, in a month period in 10 days. And, um, it turned out super good, but not exactly like what I wanted. And, uh, that's when I was thinking and told Jake, like how cool do a different thing each season. So when this video, this premieres in the spring, like it kind of just like gets everyone together, gets everyone psyched and you see this, the, the full year and you almost see what Jake's been doing fishing wise and artistically wise for the past 15 years has been exactly the same as what we captured. I feel like, mm. um, so it, yeah, that, that was the thought process on it. And I, um, I dug really filming it myself. Cause I like filmed for the edit. I, uh, like had a timeline going so Jake could see it as we were developing it and we could bounce ideas and it just came together like crazy um, mm -hmm. smooth where if I would have like stacked the footage and we wouldn't known, and then I'd be scrambling this winter to make something. I don't think it would be as good. Like it was really thoughtful and how we shot it. And then the next time I would go out, we'd do a lot of like three days on each location. So I would just shoot it differently. So I'd make the, these three, four minute segments just like super unique and engaging. And then each of, I don't know if Jake mentioned in each of the three sections, Jake has artwork that's like inspired from these trips. So like when, hopefully when you see the print or whatever and you watch the video, you'll be like, Oh shit, I get it. <laughs> um, yeah. That's awesome. That's a cool concept. Yeah. I like so that. that. That's like the other half of it. There's the film and then there's the art part. So um, I'm currently working on the three pieces right now. Um, and they're all inspired by those three chapters and those three locations and the three type of fish that we kind of found in each location so that kind of gets to the plan is we're going to release it next spring and that's, we're kind of done filming. We've got a few more things to shoot this winter, like art making when the pieces get a little further along. Yep. Um, and I'm going to try to get some underwater fit footage, maybe of some steelhead this, this coming week. If I, if I'm lucky enough or if my buddy is <laughs> it's good enough to, to hook one. Um, but other than that, like the, the filming parts, like, it's like 99% done and the editing, uh, the music is all secured and licensed. And, um, we worked with, uh, musicians that we know and cool. one band actually that I'm just a huge fanboy of, and we were able to 
I was able to get a hold of them and they were like, yeah, let's do it. And I was like, Oh my God. So I'm like, that's beyond great. You know, the, the last song is, is by this band. Um, but that's all secured and locked in. So, um, now we're, we're, we're focused on like that. What does that release plan look like? Um, we kind of had a banner day today, locking up some key pieces, but I'll leave that at, at that. But so yeah, stuff is really, really, really coming together. So next spring, probably what my April fools, April <laughs> fools. Yeah. April fools is the plan to have an event down here in, in the twin cities, like do a film premiere plus yeah. art show where you can see the artwork. There's a film that we're going to get a limited run of prints made of the artwork. Um, just do it up. Just try to go somewhere. I don't know if it's going to be a brewery or a location. We have, we have yet to determine where that's going to be. And then we'll have sort of a release schedule that we're working on um, that we'll do online as well. Okay. Yeah, yeah for the premiere, like um, we really were intentional about um, the music partnerships where like these songs just like make you feel it. it they kick ass. So like I think that's going to bring a lot to the movie. Uh, other videos I see seems like um, music was an afterthought and there's yeah. you know, music licensing and stuff. It's like the music's not that good where it doesn't right. really spark an emotion where the three that we have, like, I feel like tell help make you feel how the brule is or help make you feel how small fishing is and how exciting. Um, just Jeg Jigs are these really good artists and bands and they're like partners in on this too, where they're psyched to do it, psyched to promote yeah. it. Um, and the, to do the video premiere to get every, um, everyone together, showcase the art, showcase the video, have beers, and just like, um, I don't know, when I used to do the snowboard videos, they were so fun, just getting like, you know, 250, 300 people together at the beginning of the year and just just seeing those faces and that kind of stuff. and But also then having something exciting where when it's over, everyone's just like fired up and ready to go. Mm. And, yeah, and that's kind of what we want to spark for sure. Or I yeah. want to spark. Jake wants. It was. To. <laughs> it was always the idea to do, you know, do the event in the spring, like just as things are starting. Like you know how it is. You know, you, whether it's like the Greater Waters Expo or like there's a fly tying night, everybody's just starting to get like itching. Yeah, so April. Yeah, you know, they see the first chapter is like spring and then it goes into summer and then it goes into fall. And so it kind of gives you like it gets you amped and and that was always part of it. Um so yeah, I the the artist the, the musician thing, man, I'm I'm so stoked on that. I and I think it's a way different thing in that the music that we chose was really super, super deliberate to be woven into the theme and and the 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 film and the imagery. Right. And the, and the art and the musicians are stoked about it. So like, awesome. It was it, it the whole thing, everybody we've been working with and partnering with, we've made sure we were super deliberate about who we've been really picky and we want them to understand the vision and, and get like into it. Right. Like not mm -hmm. just be like, oh, here's another like. Oh, hey, let's crank out this eight to 12 minute film and like just kind of put it out there and put some logos on it and like, cool, whatever. It's like, no, this is. We we're hoping that it has more of a lasting effect, right? Like you'd actually see it and then remember it. Yeah. Versus like, oh, that was kind of cool. It was about smallmouth fishing. There was some rad topwater eats, and I think so. Yeah, it was cool. Whatever. Well, that's kind of a <laughs> kind of a question I have about the project is, and 
for for each of you i'm curious what is what's your lasting effects or goal of the project mm-hmm. what are you you know is there is there a change you're trying to instill in the midwestern fishing culture you know you guys have talked a couple of times there's no grip and grips there's mm-hmm. proper proper handling of fish you know keeping them in the water you know is there what what jake what's your goal like what do you yeah. want to see what kind of emotion do you want to like enact in these people that are seeing this film? That's a great question. I think one is we want people to get inspired by it, to go find their own passion thing, you know, whether it's fly fishing or it's just hiking or it's, you know, like being a ceramics ceramicist or I don't know, whatever, like whatever your passion is, go find it you know, I found mine and that's what this is about. Like you see that I'm stoked and I love what I'm doing. Um, you know, maybe this can serve as an example. So, and then also too, like on that conservation note, it, it's more subtle, obviously, cause we're not, that's not the message of the film. It's more by the actions of what we're doing in the film. Yeah. But we're definitely trying to convey that. I think, cause I think that like, we've got such a good thing here in the Midwest from a fishing perspective, if you look at the variety of fish we have, the quality of the water, clean water, you know, but like I was just listening to a podcast, April Loki's podcast anchored. And it was uh, like, I don't know, not the latest episode, maybe it was like second to last or something, but it was with uh, uh, David Markowitz and uh, Jeff Hickman. And it was about the Pacific Northwest and the, just the, the terrible situation with steelhead up there right now. Mm-hmm. And it's, it's freaking heartbreaking. I mean, it is, it is terrible and it's not getting any better. And this has been a problem for quite some time, but it's like, it made me think that like, we actually have really good fisheries here. Let's not fuck this up Yep. because it can happen, right? If we Mm -hmm. take the brule for granted, if we take the musky fishing for granted, if we take the bass fishing, Mike, you know, we, you've been talking about that pipeline project in Northern Minnesota, you know, that oil pipeline It's like, there's stuff out there. Our fisheries are under attack constantly. And it's only as, you know, as fly fishermen and fishermen in general, we got to step up. And it's the best time to protect it is when things are good. Don't wait until they get so bad yep. that you're forced into action. Right. So that's my little rant there. I hope that, I hope that this is a small thing that comes from the film. People are like, oh yeah, there's like a lot, a lot of cool places around here. Maybe we should take care of them. Yeah. yeah. And they're, they're not, like you said, they're not five airplane rides away and a ferry boat you know and you're not a tiki hut like this is day trips from your back door dude it's insane it's insane where you can go from if you live in the twin cities or just minnesota in general the type of fishing you can get to in a three-hour road trip it's Mm -hmm. and that's nothing three hours to go get to some exceptional fishing shit i'll do that in a day and turn around and come (laughs) back yeah yep mike how about you sir um, gosh, for one of my main goals for this video is, um, like as an outsider, I feel like the fly fishing is super cool. How it's definitely more like just a cool melting pot of individuals, but like a lot of the videos and stuff that I've personally seen don't like represent it as much like that. Um, so I want to be, even bring like more like spiciness to the events. Um, and then and more more spicy of a story and that kind of stuff and you know this first project water seven project the, the story is about jake you know it's a documentary about jake as a fly 
fly angler and uh, artist, but like moving forward, we'll do, we'll tell different stories. We'll include different people um, and just kind of let that dictate of what we're feeling at the time or what's going on, what's in front of us. But we definitely, we both just want to create a different video each year, a movie and to stack something that's really thoughtful throughout the year and get the right folks involved. So I really think we accomplish that on this one. And then we're going to roll that out in a new fresh way this spring. We have a cool media partner to help us do that. And uh, yeah, I'm just looking forward to building it and make it, making fly fishing look cool, cooler than it is. Like it's cool, but uh, um, it can be spicier. It could be spicier. <laughs> like I, I grew up as watching skateboard videos or snowboard videos. Like those are like super engaging and kick-ass music and all that stuff. Like a lot of other sports that is, that element is missed. And uh, so we're trying to bring that man. And uh, we, I feel like we did. And Jake just had an awesome year and just like, as I scrub through, usually I'm super bored of videos by this point. Um, and I'm super psyched. Yeah. What I just did a new pass today and I was like, Holy shit, this is, I'm, I wanted to do it more, but I had other work to do. At <laughs> <laughs> nine to five. Gotcha. <laughs> I'm my own boss. I just got to get everything done. And yeah, I got to, I have like five other projects at the same time. So <laughs> we're going to wait till, till it slows down over the winter and really, mm-hmm. really just take it in and polish it and create a graphics package with our buddy Ken and just make it, make it cool, man. Hopefully. Awesome. <laughs> I'm looking forward to it. Absolutely. Yeah, it'll be a I nice little change. I can't wait to change. see you at the premiere, dude. Fist pumping dude, with a beer. <laughs> you know what's funny? Uh, you know, we we're kind of talking about like the same old fly fishing movies and stuff. Yeah. I think it was the day of the film tour this year where I was like, oh, today's the film tour. And I was like, I text a few people. And I was like, are you guys going to the film tour? They're like, no. Like, yeah. <laughs> and it's it used last to, year. <laughs> it used to be one of those where like, yeah, we'd go pound a bunch of beer and you'd scream at the screen and yeah yeah i mean you'd you'd get excited to go but you know after years and years of every same looking the exact same i mean you can almost like lay them out on top of each other and make a timeline and it's like this video follows this timeline and it's just go down the list and it's like you know they all got the same music they all got you know the same look the same everything like you said the big gripping grins and you know how many slow motion fish picking up out of the water can you get you know, with the water drops dropping? Everyone's got that. You got to have like two or three of those. Oh, please, you know? please Dude. tell me you guys have lacing up the boot shot in the film. Oh, yeah. We do. We yes. do. In the rain, too. Good. Because <laughs> no fly fish. Slow mo walk. Complete. You got to have like all everything. Every walk's got to be slow mo. Pan out on the half, half speed or something. We had to have some visual cues so people weren't like, what is this? You know? Yeah. Like, oh, this is a movie. So, you guys, so you guys listen or watch the Hank Patterson How to Make a Fly Fishing Film Tour video and just took all of your cues from there. Exactly. <laughs> well, dude, perfect. you know what's so funny? I was telling Mike this. I was joking. I was like, man, every fucking fly fishing film has the same shitty blues rock track. <laughs> like, it like blows my mind. I was telling Mike, I was like, Dude, it's like there's one band out there that made like one beat and then just did a hundred <laughs> different riffs and then released it on like, you know, the public, you know, they're just, they're just raking in the dough and good on them. 
Well, like literally then there was like a short clip for an upcoming movie from a pretty famous like fly fishing filmmaker. And I was like, that's the fucking song. I was just talking about that. It's literally that. I was like, Jesus, like, come on. Like, you couldn't find anything else. It's just, I can't believe that everybody just loves that music so much that like, oh, dude, it's, yeah, it, it got to me. Last time I watched the fly fishing film tour, I was like, I'm done. This is just like, yeah. I, I just can't do this. Like, I think you hit it on the head earlier though, is when, when you said, I, you know, music is such a secondary thing yeah. uh, during the production of those films that even while you're watching it, unless you're into music, you're just gonna, it just kind of fades through your brain and you're not, you're never going to remember what that music was, but it sounds like what you guys have been able to do is you're gonna remember what that song is and it's going to give you those visual cues of, of that time and that exactly. place and what was going on. The music wasn't an afterthought. It was no. part of the recording. Yep. I think on most of them, we had them before we started the each section or whatever, or right around there. So yeah, were you like late. tapping out the beats so Jake could cast in time <laughs> with the music? <laughs> Definitely. Like, if I had the song down, then I could film the vibe. If it's a real fast song, then that section I would film all regular speed and quick hitting and that kind of stuff. So it really helps to have the music before I, before I shoot it, especially being a, a, or a single shooter at some of these things where I had to shoot it right. Like I couldn't shoot that fast section in slow-mo or whatever. Um, Cause I probably wouldn't fit the vibe, the vibe of the music anyway. Um, it, it's just a reflection of us as yeah, our aesthetics, you know, like, mm -hmm. like Mike, man, you mentioned like skateboard films. Skateboard films always had the dopest jams. You know, that's the first. That's the first place I heard Wu Tang was in a skateboard film. <laughs> yeah, that's a, you know what that, I'm saying. Like that's a glowing recommendation. Like, that's that. Like it was deliberate. It, it it's like you're tapping into that vibe because you know these musicians are vibing on the same thing we're vibing on. And when we contacted them, especially like the middle one, he was just like so stoked. He's like, dude, this is so rad. This is so perfect. And you pick this song and it means so much to me. And like, um, it's just, man, I, yeah. And I hope that comes across to the viewer, right? Like, of course I see it and I feel it, but like, I'm just hoping those little things, it's like those little subtle things that I'll add together to make like, even if like grant to your original question of like, what do we want to take away? Even if people say, huh, I haven't seen a fly fishing film like this before. That would be a win in my book. That's a, that's a good mark. Yeah. <laughs> it really sucked. It was much more <laughs> terrible than the other ones that I've ever seen. <laughs> this is the only fly fishing list. video I've seen where nobody caught any fish. Yeah, exactly. <laughs> <laughs> well, that those are, those are easy to come by. Just make, make a musky film. <laughs> yeah, exactly. Um, our original goal too, we wanted to get into that fly fish, um, film tour and, mm -hmm. uh, that's where we wanted to get it done by October so we could submit it and that kind of stuff. And we actually did submit it and they were hyped on it, but then they gave us this rebuttal of what they want the videos to look like. And they want it to be 10 minutes. They want to have, um, you know, this uh, story and then the story to change to humor. And, uh, and really? I know what they explained. Really put fish like, porn. Oh my, and, and, then, and then fish porn 
And then I was, I was like, like, oh, I was like, man, you just explained uh, to me like all your all the videos I've seen from your film fest. Yeah, no wonder they look the same. Yeah, <laughs> like, exactly. Yeah. yeah, we and I was honestly kind of like I I'd heard that they were looking for something different because this is just inside baseball, but like word was they were looking for something different, and we thought, oh well, then we'll probably fit that. You know, maybe they'd be stoked, and to see him reply, which is like please make it like all the other films we've ever done. Okay. Oh, fair man. enough. That's your jam. Yeah. That's your thing. It's a formula. It works. So like, yeah, exactly. Here's, here's the formula. Well, exactly. Like I was talking about, like, like, we don't make art to fit your formula. I was like, nah, we're done. I was like, Nope. Nope. Just, cool. Thanks. But no, thanks. Like that's not the vibe we're looking for. And which ended up being the, probably the decision we should have made from the very beginning, to be honest. Yeah. Um, so it was like a blessing in disguise. Cause we were like, yeah, like we're not willing to compromise our vision for that. Like, especially in this day and age, we could just release this on our own. Oh, exactly. Like, you don't need not like we, you know? Yeah. And, um, so, so it all, it's all worked out very much for the better. And I'm, I'm super stoked the way we're going, um, now versus what we had kind of originally had thought. I'm happy. I'm happy to hear you guys didn't go for the formula. I'm, I'm, now I'm even more excited to see. Yeah, what, we, there's what there's still out. time. We could if we wanted to, but me and Jake just want to be happy with it. And me as a filmmaker, I feel like that you know we're gonna have like an 18 to 20 minute film. That's it. Really short film, okay. like a 10 minute. It's <laughs> like a little vignette. That's a, um, you know, it's really hard to do any like storytelling and. Um, and I feel like all of our scenes, like any movie is only as good as its weakest scene. And I, after watching, I was like, man, this is all, we can tighten it up, but this is all super solid. Like me and Jake love it. Like, why would we change it? <laughs> yeah. yeah. Very good. Well, I'm looking forward to it, but Hey guys, we're uh, coming up in an hour. I don't want to take up too much of your evening. Um, is there any, anything that you want to, get off your chest that you haven't yet or if you have any questions for Matt yeah, or I, I mean, keep following us we're only in one place right now online which is Instagram just at Water Sabbath so and like you said Grant it's pretty much breadcrumbs at this point okay but as we as we get you know we're probably going to take a break here for a little while because we got we're busy with a few other things but this winter we're going to tighten everything up and then there's going to be much more in terms of like teasers and information about the release and and who are uh, our media partner we're working with and um and then uh we will probably we'll have a website eventually too where we can direct people to um that that's something we'll be working on this winter so we'll probably be in a little bit of a hibernation over the winter so you okay. might we might fade off into the shadows for a while and then come roaring back <laughs> at the beginning of the year there you go that's a, awesome. that's a good plan well, um, uh, thank you guys for sitting down, uh, taking some time out of uh, school night, and yeah, uh, yeah, yeah. we're we're looking forward. I'm looking forward. I'm sure Matt is, and absolutely, yeah, can't wait to uh, chug a beer at the film screen and throw my fist <laughs> in the air. Nice, <laughs> that was encouraged. Uh -huh. We love that. Yeah, All thanks right. for having us, guys. Yeah, and, and we'll put we'll put your Instagram uh, channel in the show notes, and uh, we'll link your guys' accounts and stuff like that. So if you guys want to, you know, give them a follow, 
Um, as far as Brown Trout and Bridge Beers out, we're a new podcasting platform. So if you have any issues, just let me know. But I think we're going to be all right there. Um, and and the, the link the link on our page should still get them where they need to go, right? It should. I did. I did update all the links. So okay. if you need to get anywhere, you can always just go to our bio. But uh, we're in Tesso Anchor for a little bit. We'll see what happens. So uh, thank you guys for listening to another episode of Brown Thanks, Trout and Bridge Thanks, Beers. Jake. Thanks, guys. Thanks, Matt. Good to see you, Matt. We'll see you. Good to see you guys.